forever. Dog. Interesting. I like forgot just how young Whitney Houston was. Yeah, man. That was that. Yeah, that that really hit me with this because she seems so much older. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess it's because she's been she's famous our entire lives. Yeah, but she was so young when she became first became famous. Yeah, man, she was she was pretty young. (sighs) Yeah, my mommy. It's so funny. I remember like watching that movie. I remember almost every one of these milestones. I remember when like she had the revamp. That's all right. It's, like I, I, I remember well, that, all yeah. these stages. Uh, yeah. I, remember. yeah, I remember. Like I think, dog. I think like towards the end there, she was dating like Ray J. Like it was, it got it got wild, man. It got yeah. Really this wild. Is, if I know we're gonna save this for the for the movie itself, but my main criticism is where was Mariah Carey because they because they had you know there was a whole thing between them and you know the two of them. You know, and when 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 the Prince of Egypt came out, you know what I'm saying? Like that was like that was epic. That was an epic moment. Didn't it? Is that is that the moment when they both showed up to like an award show with the same dress and was like they just started peeling off things to make the dress look cool? It's like watch me now. Y'all remember this? It was like an award show. They did a bit on award show. That's an I Love Lucy bit. They just took Uh, an I Love. (laughs) Is it? I remember they showed up and they had the exact same dress, and then Mariah was like, uh uh. And then like pulled off a thing, and then Whitney was like, "Oh!" And then pulled off another thing, and they just had like these cool like, yeah. I guess Wait, I vaguely remember this too. Yeah, I I remember. I don't know if it was like the VMAs or like the Grammys, but it definitely was a music award show. They were the first divas, right? Isn't that like Whitney and Mariah like the first divas? Or like the when we coined the term of our generation? Generation, sure, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, because you know Diana Ross. And, yeah, right. <laughs> and every everyone prior to them, like. <laughs> oh, true, true. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Is that even a good thing to say to people now? Like being a diva, I thought it was like. It better be. Know. I mean, I'm a diva. <laughs> I'll take it. A diva in training. I mean, yeah, I'm a, yeah. Of course, you are, James. I am. I think we had the cassette tape. Of Whitney Houston singing the national anthem, oh, like wow. I I remember the cassette the cassette tape. <laughs> it was like Whitney Houston singing over that. They bottled that. They said, "We are gonna sell this." <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow. Honestly, wow. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I, right. I mean, yeah. the only person who could sing the national anthem and make people go, "I want to dance with somebody." I thought, hey, man, look, this is, it's a new year. You know what I mean? Because, like, the national anthem is not, it's not like a bop, you know? It's just, like, a song that you sing. But if you can sing it so well that people listening to it are like, I want to dance with somebody. Ray, you said no, we're that, done you, that you were done doing this bit. And it's a whole I new mean, year, man. It is 2023. It is I'm the talking- year about how good Whitney <laughs> sang the national anthem. We've been doing this pod for like 30 years, and you said you were done, <laughs> You said you were done. Like, James, do you not remember this? I, I, I remember it strongly. Listen, I am done. My New Year's resolutions are, I don't want to do this bit. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to not just sell a TV show, actually get a TV show made. Made. Okay. okay. All right. And I want to dance with somebody. No, I see. Why is that your why is that your resolution? Because see, those other ones, those are, those are resolutions that I make like sense. dancing. OK, <laughs> Stop it. just start it the show. Why are we your, still talking to him, James? It doesn't have to be on your list of things. Let's, let's, I'm done yeah. talking let's to start him. The, let's start the show. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. And I I don't think Kelly likes the. I don't think can she can she hear it? I just looked back. I just looked back at the screen, and Kelly is peeking up over Bray's shoulder. James is singing so high pitched that it hits octave only dogs can't pick up on. Kelly was like, "Yo, where did she come from? Where did she come?" <laughs> I wish I would have taken a, a a picture of what she looked like peeking over Bray's shoulder. Like, what the, <laughs> Dude, who is what the this? Hell is this? What is the what is the fuck is going on? Hey, Kelly, we don't know. <sighs> we don't know either. This dude, wow. Clyde, Clyde, Clive. What's the name? Clive, Clive, Clive. Clive, Clive I mean, you know him. Clive was giving her. Hits, just oh, yeah. hits. They was just in oh, his pocket. He would just be like, he said like, he had hey, a good uh, ear, baby. But he would just. But the thing is, there were no misses. <laughs> That's the thing. I think. He said the thing he had I don't a good get ear. is there wasn't a single miss. He would be like, "Hey, here, <laughs> I'd hear something, and it would just instantly." Be. Hey, man, you gotta have the ear, James. You got oh, the ear. You got the ear. Man, it's incredible. You got the ear. You, you the named ear. the. Uh, School after him. Oh yeah, oh, think really? so. Their music yeah. school. Their music that school. Makes in the Clive D- Davis Institute of Music. Makes sense. First of all, I know this is the second episode of the new year, but for us, it's the first episode that we're recording in the new year. So we officially want to say Happy New Year. Hope your holidays were well. You know, twenty twenty three. It's going to be a great year. Yeah, we try to say that. this every year, but no, I, I think it's going to be a great year. It feels good. It's a lot of build. 20, 2021 was the build year. <laughs> it was the build year, baby. 2022 yeah. is the build year. Uh, 2022, shit. 2020 to 2022 was the build era. <laughs> Somewhat of a dark era. But you know, we got past it, though. We got past that dark era, and now we're on the other side of it. We survived. We're on the other side. We did. We're we survived. on the other yeah. side. And if you're listening to us for the first time, you know, because this was part of your New Year's resolutions. You were like, I want to listen to more podcasts. You saw us on. Hey, we, we've been getting write-ups in a lot of things, James. You, you were saying, we, I was, we got a write-up in Wired. Oh, I you didn't know, know that. So, something called, was it Looper? I don't know. Oh, yeah, we got, yeah, Looper, yeah. Something Looper. called Looper. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I threw shade at someone who gave us a review. Who gave us a review. Now the looper, now the looper review is gonna be like these motherfuckers. I didn't say shit. we didn't get I didn't say we didn't get written up anymore. I didn't say that. That wasn't what I said. I thought you okay. I thought you I were will reserve we, what I did say for <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for the people, private people are hearing about us on these streets. All right. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, what you heard is true. We are a film review podcast. We do review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Like last week, we are taking a look this week at another, I guess, the only way to describe it as an awards bait film. There's no other way to describe it. Well, I guess the other way to describe it is a musical biopic about Whitney Houston, but it is an awards bait film. Okay, we're in awards season. We will be doing an episode, I think, about 2022 in review. It'll be an interesting episode. If you are also trying to know which voice is which, because there are three of us, the voice right here. They don't. No, no, they want to know. They're very curious to know who is who. So the voice that you're listening to now, that sounds like. Don't, what you going to say? What you sound like? I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to. Don't do it. Yeah, what you sound like? What you sound like? I want to hear this. What you sound Not like? Not this early in the new no, year. No, 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 and no. On this James, episode. The man wants to. <laughs> the man wants to relay his voice to a All musical right. talent. Okay. This. I'll tell you what this voice sounds like. Uh-oh. This voice sounds like a, a brother mm-hmm. of so Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> a brother of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Why? Interesting. Uh, is that? Wait, do you want another try? This is the first one of the. This is the first one recording of points. <laughs> do you, you want to try again? Another try. You all right, try. all right. Let me get another try. Let me get another there, try. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. This no. voice sounds like someone who has really great music, but also makes super questionable life choices. Wait, wait no, what? I don't want that one. Wait, wait, wait okay, never mind. No, hold on. What? All what right. Do you, <laughs> okay, I, I got I got one. I got this is my last this is my third, third try. Okay. Third this is the voice that sounds like a very stable, smart, wait, possibly Jewish? <laughs> wait, so no. Music Oh no. <laughs> Oh no. I, I think I think this I think oh, this music rebellious. producer in question is oh, is rebellious. definitely Jewish. Not he is possibly Jewish, right? Jewish. Okay. He's, I just, I wasn't he's I wasn't sure. Was, I had to double check. Out loud he was Jewish in the James. In the, yeah, James, okay. man just said his voice. His voice. <laughs> we ain't talking about Clive. We I thought about you were gonna say I, <laughs> Yes, that's the voice of Jonathan Brady. All right, okay. All right, the voice that's starting off 2023 trying not to get canceled is that of Gerard Milligan. And this voice, who might very well be the new voice of a generation, which is what I thought you were going to say. Wow, yes, that that, that was great. It's, it's, my name is, it's, uh, it's, this is, this is the bit you're starting (laughs) with. What's happening? What what, what are you doing? That you can't say your own name? It's, (laughs) James the third. <laughs> wow, we're starting off strong, wow, just this like this is film. A freaking Listen, mess. <laughs> we are reviewing the film. I want to dance with somebody. It's a Whitney Houston biopic, directed by uh, Cassie Lemons. He just said it, Cassie Lemons. I know, but I want to see what they look like. I don't Starring Naomi Aki. Cassie Lemons is the director of Eve's Bayou and Oh Harriet. A little film called Harriet. Oh, we also, <laughs> <laughs> but is also Bernie in Candyman. Yeah, an actor in Candyman. It's a lot of O's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did she direct Eve's 
by you or was she in the Eve's by you? Yeah, yeah. That was her that was her debut movie actually. Yeah, she directed Eve's by you. You made me doubt myself. She also directed Black No, Matilda. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to doubt you. I just was wondering. I know. I'm just saying that your comment <laughs> made me doubt myself. Which, <laughs> honestly, going into 2023, I can't keep doing. No, okay. <laughs> Black Nativity. Okay, so she directed Ease Bayou, Black Nativity, Harriet. We have reviewed all of her movies except Talk to Me, right? All right. One out of four ain't bad. No, no, sorry. We should uh, direct Talk to Me. We should do Talk to Me. I actually, it comes about the guy from DC. I actually remember watching that with my stepdad. I haven't seen Talk to Me, so I would, I would love to watch Talk to Me. Actually, I wanted to see it when it came out, and I never got around to it. As I said, this movie stars Naomi Aki, also stars Stanley Tucci. Tucci, no, oh, look at that. I, you know, we should one. At, I don't know if people, if you guys care about this, but. I do find it interesting just because there's been several films that I've watched recently that centered around Jewish families played by non-Jewish actors. And I am starting to be like, huh. Especially just because they always, they always have like an accent. You know what I mean? Like there's some, like, I don't know, there's something about it that I'm like, I'm like, this is interesting. But I was like, but, you know, like. I didn't realize Tooch wasn't Jewish. I didn't know. Tooch? Well, he is Italian. I mean, no, he probably, I mean, I, he might not be. I just, I just had no idea. Let's see. Let's see what the Goopedia says. Albanian. Yeah. Nope. I don't see any Jewish. I don't see any Jewish. Wow. Tooch. Wow. He had a, they, they made a song for Look, him. And like, everybody's been doing it. I mean, Fablemans has a bunch of non-Jewish actors. Oh, yeah. The Armageddon time. Same thing. Anywho, we'll talk about that in our year. In our, in our 2022 year in review. But right now, we're talking about I want to dance with somebody. And if you're thinking, man, it's pretty late into this podcast and you seem to not really be talking about the movie, you may be onto something. <laughs> Don't do this. This film. Don't do this. We haven't started yet. No, just, yeah, just tell them about the, you know. Just tell them the facts. Just tell them. Yeah, man. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, let them know so yet. box office right now, it's got a, you know, it's a $45 million budget. So far, it's grossed 28 million. It's been out, you know, it's only, it's only been out a week. So, yeah, it's pretty okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, you know, okay, 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 okay. Right, not, not terrible. Yeah, we'll this, see how it does. Anything. You're doing anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, it got, it's, got, it's got time. It's got time. Yeah. It does have a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. What about that audience, though? Facts with the audience. What the audience talking about that, boy? about oh, that oh, audience? Actually, yeah, the audience has 92%. Look okay, there you go. People wanted Come to on, dance audience. People wanted to dance. And uh, there was a director change. We should, I am going to note that. Oh, oh I shit. did not know that. There was a director change. Basically, right, you, either right after filming a started or right before. No way. It's the, both of those times are entirely too, yeah, that's too uh, close. close to, yes, yeah, too. There's not much info about it, just that there were creative differences. Who was it originally? Was original, you know? A woman who directed the film The Weeknd that stars Friend of the Pod, Shashir. She also directed the Photograph movie. Hold on, I'm going to... Ah, The Photograph. I was like, why do I feel like I... Because I didn't see The Weeknd, but... That director's name is Stella Meggie. Also a black woman. All right, cool. This film was written by a white man. We should say that. Oh. I could tell. The same, the same white man. tell? <laughs> I thought it was written by a white woman, to be honest. So I'll take that back. White I knew woman. it was written by okay. a Caucasian. I knew that. Okay. The man who wrote this, Anthony McCartan, also wrote the Bohemian Rhapsody 
biopic. Oh, I never saw that. I mean, I have heard y'all talking about it. So I'll I'll go first and just say that like I've said this about about biopics before. I think sometimes they suffer when they try to cover so much space and and time. And this one I think was definitely had that stuff. Now, I'll talk about stuff more specific <laughs> as we get into it, you know. But it was it certainly felt like it was just jumping around you know, just to make sure it hit the greatest hits. And to me, I think that's a problem. Like, it felt like reading a Wikipedia about about Whitney Houston. Oh, go ahead. Just because you said that, can I tell you something right now? You do, Anybody who's listening to this, if you read the Wikipedia plot for this film, I have never seen, I have never seen a Wiki, Wikipedia plot for a movie so perfectly encapsulate exactly what happens in the movie because the way that you read this wikipedia plot is it's just scene for scene what happens and the way that you read it is exactly how it happens in the movie (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing deeper than when at just reading the thing and it's just like in 1983 whitney houston saying it's part of a church choir her mother pushed her to be better you know now now, at, w- at one evening, her mother saw that Clive Davis was in the audience and she encouraged Houston to sing in her place. Houston sang The Greatest Love of All, which impressed David, <laughs> who signed her. I mean, but that's the movie and it really feels like that and like, and it feels like a disservice to Whitney Houston, if I'm being, per- if I'm being honest. Like, and it w- it's upsetting because I do think that this actor is doing a fantastic job and her, imp- imp- her vocal impression of, of her is, is strong. I mean, now, I do think that Okay, this is this is also me as a fan who was there, who who like lived through it, you know, on the outside. It was just like she could have done, she could have, she could have lip synced more songs. I don't know how many she did. I know that some she of them lip synced a, a a good amount. I think. Yeah, yeah, and it and I just would have rather her have done like more, <laughs> you know, like just like just. To, not all, not all, but just so that like, well, only, and this is, I, I will preface this by, I do think that her, her vocal performance was, was strong. Um, I just feel like there was a lot of like, there were those, there was those few moments where it was like, well, I don't know, this one could have been, <laughs> you know, like this, this one, I just remember it being different than this, you know, kind of thing. But some of the big, I think some of the biggest ones she was lip syncing, like the end. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's what it was in Bohemian, right? I don't think he's sang any songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, yeah. They sang in Rocket Man, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. And I think it's weird when people are like, "Oh, they didn't even they're lip syncing." I'm like, "Yeah, of yeah, course." You know, it's are you kidding? Like, what else? <laughs> what are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. What What else do I want to say early? That's it. That's my main. That's it. That's my my main thing is that like become. It's frustrating to watch because. Because they could have, like, I mean, you know, like, it's like, I don't know. It just feels like if you're going to make a movie like this, go deeper into stuff so that I can go on a journey that I don't feel like I went on. I think that's a decent point. Being alive at the time. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it felt like I was just, like, 
watching a news clip. Oh, now this is happening to Whitney. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what really happened in real life. Anyway, anyway, that's it. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I'm sure y'all have stuff to say. I'll, that's it. That's, that's my initiative. Why we got to start off the year like this? <sighs> Man, the movie. This is the movie that they made. What what, what, we, what can we do? It's not, this is the last movie that we can even review that's going to have some Oscar, you know. It's like, it's it's Nope, The Woman King, This and Till. <laughs> oh no you know oh my god and i guess i guess like i mean like don't you dare you know say, in terms of the black films uh, oh, yeah. i thought you're gonna say will smith slavery movie oh i guess wakanda forever wakanda forever and emancipation will smith running in black and white i really am curious about it I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I like saw the trailer and I was like, "This is." I can't believe no one told him not to do this. But it, but I was also like, "It was his but idea." Maybe I'll press play. <laughs> but maybe, anyway, but I, uh, listen, wait. I already said my okay. next thought. It's y'all turn. Rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. All right. Fine. Oh shoot. Right. Rock okay. paper scissors. Shoot. Was okay. You well. Right, so you it. won, Bray. So does that mean you go or Gerard goes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get the pick. You get the pick. Uh, <laughs> does this right. does this count as initial thoughts? Just Yo, this is this race <laughs> silently right, let, let, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. I'll this just. Whole episode I was so about to be a mess. Okay, look. How can I put this mildly? Don't do this. This movie can was you? shockingly bad. <laughs> 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 this movie. I'm deeply confused. The thing I'm not confused about is the fact that the director who was supposed to direct this left because of creative differences. I can only imagine the train wreck that this person saw coming. I'll say this. I'm going to put the majority of the blame on the writer, not just because he's white, <laughs> but because I do think the, I do think the script, I do think the script is just so clearly the worst thing about this movie because it, it almost feels like there isn't a script. Like at one point, Tessa was like, is there even a, is there a script? And it was because there was a scene that actually weirdly felt improvised, even though it's like, why does this, why would anything in this movie be improvised? Like, was it the scene, was it the scene when the, when the mom was like, can, can you get some soda, get some soda pop, get some soda, soda, she like says it, <laughs> she says it three or four times in a weird way where you're like, is she just making this line up? Because <laughs> that, because I had that same thought. That's, one, that's, that's really one. weird. But the the other scene for me was when oh, oh, forgot the character's name, but the 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 young woman who's like her like early lover, Robin, like comes and like it's like the scene where she finally leaves, even though yes, right, you don't understand it. And then she's like, and then when like when she's leaving, she's like, oh, and by the way, your dad's in the hospital. Yo, I was like, yo. laughed out loud. I was like, it's like, it's as if, it's as if they like. They like were like, here are the beats you need to hit, and then the actor was like, oh shoot, I forgot to mention that the dad's in the hospital. <laughs> and just said it, then, and they were like, yeah, that works. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, this is no way somebody wrote that and then approved that, right? I don't know. It felt like it felt like the structure of that scene was supposed to be that, like, and then the dig at the end is that her dad is in the hospital. You know, like. And a dude ain't tell her that what it was, and then and then Bobby Brown didn't tell her exactly, exactly. Yeah, I thought the <laughs> okay. same thing. Bray, no, I'm going to try to explain something that I said to to the guys earlier, which is like the pacing of this movie feels so quick to me. Like 
every, I was like, man, they are letting nothing breathe. Like we're not, it doesn't feel like the scenes don't feel cohesive. Like they don't feel like there's not, there's not like a journey happening. It is exactly as James is saying, which is just like, it's just like this event and then this event and then this event. And at the same time, I was like, this movie is so long. How is it so long? There was a part in the movie where she was already doing the bodyguard. And I was like, how much more? And I was like, I was like, man, we're already at the bodyguard. And I checked and it was like an hour. And I was like, I was like, wait, an hour? How is there still an hour and a half left of this film? I don't understand. And I don't, I still don't actually comprehend how it took so long, other than maybe how long the musical numbers were, because they did kind of, some of them, they just were like, we'll sing the whole song. And I was like, okay. And maybe that works better. I, this is what I was going to say about Bohemian Rhapsody. As much as I do think that that movie is, is also very paint by the numbers and a jukeboxy mu- musical, it at least felt like some scenes had some sort of weight because they were like, threading some kind of line whereas this one i i honestly and maybe they weren't trying to do anything i don't know like it felt like this movie wasn't trying to say anything at all and maybe that has to also to do with the fact that uh, the state was a part of the filming but like i was like you can't just not have a take because otherwise we'll just watch a documentary like it this is worse this is worse than yeah, a documentary would have been stronger. Would have been stronger. And I think there is a documentary. But anyway, I was like, if you want to just recount all of the life events that happened with Whitney Houston and say nothing about it, then that's what a documentary is. Like, why are you making a movie? Yep. Bro, you ain't seen nothing but a lot, boy. You I don't know. Keep it going, I don't man. Know. And I, I do think it's, I think it's a shame. Like, I feel bad. Like, I, I mean, I guess her family is happy with it. I don't know, but like. It feels like a huge disservice to one of the greatest singers of all time, like hands down, easily, and like someone whose rec- some of their records still stand today. Like it's just like it's so. I don't know, man. It's cr- and it's crazy to me because I actually don't. I feel like there are a lot of musical biopics that do really well. Ray, be you know, like I don't know, like it, it just felt like why did. Why was this one so bad? Anyway. No, bro. Listen. You you done, bro? Before I get into this thing? Yeah, I'm done. Costumes were great, though. Costumes were fantastic. Charlie, shout out. Look, man, this movie's terrible. Okay, I'm going to just be quite frank. I mean, I don't know what to say. The thing is, the whole time Bray was talking, I was like, okay, let me compare the budgets of the three movies. Like Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody. I want to dance with somebody. Bohemian Rhapsody had 50, 50 mil. Okay. This movie had 45 mil, Rocket Man had 40. Rocket Man got this nigga floating in the air. Yeah, he goes and, like, to doing space. Dream sequences. <laughs> He's floating. It, it's so crazy. There, there's actually artistic choices being made. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. And it's so tricky Sorry. because no, no, you're right. And I'm and I'm it's a two <sighs> you know what it was watching this movie, I was trying to give it grace because I'm like, oh man, maybe their budget was just really low. So they couldn't like do certain things. I was like, like Maybe the budget was really low. Like anytime we had one of those performances, you could tell it was like not, not CGI to make it look bigger. Like Bohemian Rhapsody had the one, which I now watching this movie. It wasn't that I wasn't the biggest fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. It was just like it glossed over some of the more serious moments. I think the big thing with Bohemian though is 
is that Bohemian started at the end. I didn't think about Bohemian that worked was that it built towards like the finale. So it started at the end and it was like, oh, he'd been through some shit. This is like the last big performance. And then we got to see how they had to make it and come back and be a band. So we got to see the trials. Look, man, we lived through it. Whitney went through some shit, dog. Like straight up, like went through so many things. And it's tricky because I felt like we got no new information that wasn't tabloid information. I don't think I learned anything new about her besides anything I heard rumor-wise. When the movie ended, it was a really weird ending because it ended at the Beverly Hills Hotel. So it didn't, like, it ended at the Beverly Hills Hotel where we all know what happened, but then cut back to something else. So it didn't even, it didn't even build to the night of the incident. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it, I just don't know. I think Bray's right, man. I think Whitney deserved better. I think, I do think, because if you see some of those, like, more you know, maybe when she was going through her interviews, Whitney was like a raw-ass woman. Like, they they tried to make her, like, super, you know, whatever, but, like, she was raw as hell. And I think she would have been like, if you're going to do this movie, do it right. I don't know, man. It was just, it, it felt low budget. I love Shane Aston, but, like, he should not have been Bobby Brown. Like, everything felt hella weird. Like, I don't know. I, the way they got into the music wasn't the best. And the thing is, I think Bray's right where the writing did hinder this movie. But low-key, man, if, I'm look, if I am looking at, if I'm looking at Bohemian Rhapsody and I'm looking at Rocket Man, I think a lot of that is on a director as well, man. Like, Bohemian, I mean, Rocket Man had less money than this movie, but was so goddamn creative. And again, I know it's a lot of based on the script, but like the way they shot it looked like a film. This is like a TV movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just felt bad. Watching this movie, I was like, oh, no. I was rooting. I was rooting for it. Uh, yeah, and I'll just... Because I agree with you that it it didn't build to their to their ending, but those two... Butting those two scenes together for me was moving. And then I was, like, upset that the scenes that came before it didn't feel like I was, like, building dramatically to this moment. Like I like I like the idea, the idea behind, you know, the guy at the bar talking about that performance, her remembering that performance, drawing the back, and then we see it. I like, you know, I like that, I like that idea, <laughs> you know, but the way that it the, the way that it happened was uh, yeah, didn't yeah. quite work. And uh, that was also way too late. That was like the very end of the movie. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly gonna read along with this Wikipedia page because it's it's just so, so spot on. on. So spot on. <laughs> and this is the thing that I I you know I'm not fully equipped to talk about, but I do feel like the early relationship she has with Robin is something that was like people were like, oh, are they gonna talk about it? And they like confirmed that they were gonna talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, Robin's played by the actor Nafessa Williams, by the way, who was good. I thought she was at the CW superhero show. What was it? Black Lightning. She used to do it in Black Lightning. Oh, Black Lightning. And I like that they were like co concentrating on that. I feel like the film then like kind of abandons that storyline. I like it abandons pretty much every storyline in this movie where they're it just because they're just going from thing to thing and there's no 
doesn't feel like there's any through line. Like nothing really gets resolved. Like I guess there are scenes that are technically are supposed to be the resolutions to stuff, but it feels like you're just like, wait, what? Like what's happening with that? And like, and then because we're time jumping, it's just like, what? Like nothing feels real. The beginning of this movie is the closest you get, I feel like, to feeling anything about any of these people. So the beginning of this movie, it's just like, it's her, as this Wikipedia plot summary says, in New Jersey, Whitney Houston sang as part of a church choir. Her mother, Sissy, is a professional singer, pushed her to be better, even if she is being hard on her daughter. <laughs> and Houston befriends Robin Crawford, and the two develop a romantic relationship. And I would have loved it just focused on those two. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this differently, talk about the love of her life that is like there the whole time. It's I mean, this is not musical, but I remember watching over the holidays Love Actually and like the rock star in it. The closest person he had was like a manager, and it kind of was like weird. Like, is this like any intimate? But it's something about having this person living in a time where you couldn't be like the person you wanted to be. There's also like the music, the religious aspect. It just felt like that was a creative thing they could have did if they didn't want to do a normal biopic. Like, I mean, and even and even <clears throat> Rocket Man to an extent, even though that relationship, uh, I don't think ever was romantic, but it was just like they were just so close to each other you know, and like had such a great working relationship, even though I, I think only Elton in that scenario is gay. The other guy is not. He was straight the whole time. But like, but even the way that they focus on the, on those two and how they work together and, and how they push and pull against each other was very dynamic. And I thought, and, and to Bray's point, it does feel like it's about to be a movie about this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then it, yeah. They just abandoned it. And it's not. The other thing that, that's hard for me too is like, okay, so she's singing in the in the choir. Her mom's hard on her. We get like, oh, by the way, the dialogue in this movie is atrocious. What's, hey, but like, name the name. What's the white get? dude who wrote this break? Well, let's name, what's his name? Hold on, let me look him up. Let's name this dude. Guy. I want to see where he come from. I already, I did say his name. Anthony McCartan. You keep going, Bray. I'm going to keep looking up what he's done. So, I think like we get through Robin, like, that her mom was like a famous thing. She's like, your mom's fame. You're, you're like, wait, your mom really is like this person. Like she's a famous singer. She sang with this person. And, she, and then Whitney's like, not only that, she did this. And also like technically like Aretha Franklin. is Yeah, this is my aunt. And like Aretha Franklin is my godmother. And I was just like, is this, what? <laughs> what? There's no chance they ever talked like this ever you know and and it was just so weird because because they were talking like that i was like is this a new friendship where did she come from who is robin how did they meet you know what i mean like when did they start developing romantic connections like this is in the 80s you know i uh, yes like they're like you know like i'm like there's still homophobia today there's definitely more homophobia then so like when did they feel comfortable doing this when did Whitney like admit like that she had romantic feelings for a woman of the opposite sex like and I understand they like I get like they are trying to be careful because they don't know these things but again you have to take some artistic license and you have to do something if it's going to be in the movie like you know what I mean because yeah because it because it, it it ends up feeling it, at least to me it felt like vague it felt like a vague yes. <laughs> relationship yeah. it, it felt, <laughs> you know it like felt, 
Oh, sorry. Just keep going. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, I mean it, but it's just that we see them together and we and we see people giving them looks on occasion. Right. You know, and you're like, oh, they both have short hair. <laughs> yeah. And and that and and like and just talking about just talking about having like wearing a certain type of clothing and being around young men. But that was like and and and, you know, we get a reveal later when Robin's like, you you I love you. Don't you love me? And at a, at a point where, like, even though we see them together, it doesn't feel, do, and we see them kiss, but it doesn't feel like they're having, they're going on the, the having the roller coaster that is being in love with somebody. You know, it doesn't it, feel it, like that when that happens. It just feels like a paint by the numbers type situation. And the thing is, I'm reading right now, and I can't tell if it was a writer or Whitney's estate. So, I mean, as you see in the movie, like, you know, they don't like her doing certain things. Like, they're very religious. Now I'm looking at it, and they were like, they were very heavily involved in the story aspects of this. And I'm like, oh, again, I'm not defending this white dude, but I'm just like, something happened here. Like, either... Let me me say... Even even if even without this, the 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 script is bad. Yes. you know what I mean. It's like we don't we don't even <laughs> just, it's to, just like, to reiterate. Just to just, reiterate, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yes, like this this estate thing is definitely true, and also the script is still bad. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm wondering if that's why they avoided. So, like the thing is, nothing happens here. Like I remember, like you know, with Bohemian Rhapsody, they kept saying like, "Why aren't we talking about you know Freddie Mercury?" And they're like, "Yo, his estate was like, we ain't doing that shit." You know what I'm saying? So it's like they only could do the surface level like glances and like like him walking away. And the thing is, they had... I was just going to say that apparently the director fought to have the kiss in. Like, they didn't even necessarily... They, they were like, we're, we want to establish... And I, and I read a quote that Clive Davis said, like, like it's true. There was a one-year teenage uh, affair that happened. Like, that's how he described it. And so, like, they're really trying to downplay what this was like i feel like they're even like i feel like in their minds they're like it was just like a like a teenage thing you know like oh like i like a girl you know not really like kind of like that's how that's what it feels like to me like it wasn't real even though she kept this woman in her life her entire life for so long yeah (laughs) and but and then and then i'll also just say that this same problem with this relationship I, i it feels like continues throughout with her other romantic relationships like when they're like Jermaine you're with Jermaine Jackson it was just like well what when did the-? <laughs> you know and and then and then Bobby Brown is like it's like oh Bobby Brown and then the next we know they're getting married like it was like oh, we're, oh we will <laughs> they be talking jump, about that they jump around this is my thing it felt like I, you know what it is because I was I, <laughs> I've been trying to watch movies and when I recognize it's bad I'm like what's making this movie bad like I rewatched Black Adam yesterday and I was like you know what I know I said I liked it this movie's bad and I was like oh now I see why this movie's bad <laughs> and like I get it and I was watching this movie and I'm like why is this you didn't have movie to just bring up I don't know at all you just, you just <laughs> it's bad. Come on, man. Is back like look. I said it was good. I was I was in the hype. I watched it yesterday with a clear eye, a clear heart, and I was like, "This shit is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is so bad." And I was watching this movie, and I'm like, "Man, this movie's awful." And I knew it was awful in the first five minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, first five. Because I, I would say first fifteen for me. See, this is my yeah, thing. It took break. me a second. It took me no, a second. No, because you know what it was. It looked cheap. 
You know what I mean? I was like, something about it, the way it was shot, sure. something about it feels TV movie. And I'm like, this isn't a Lifetime movie. What's going on? And then... <laughs> oh my I, God, it feels like a Lifetime movie. It feels, movie. but it what really I realized, does. if you look at a movie like Rocket Man, like Ray, as an audience member, even if the movie shot, whatever, whatever, we are learning something new about the performer. It is like, it is either, you know, confirming a story you heard. Like, if you look at Ray, Ray Charles went through some shit and he was fucked up. And we see it. We see the messiness. Literally, if you watch Rocket Man, like he is in the movie is about him in rehab and then like kind of his life story while in rehab. And in this movie, it almost felt like they wanted to paint her as some angelic character while also trying to make her a human. I think at one point, Whitney Houston says something about like when people like make you a princess and kind of take away that you're a human. And I'm like, that. That is a crux of a story. Like someone that you put on a pedestal, but you realize this person has cracks. That is what I want to see. hundred percent. And we didn't yeah. see any of it. And we no. did, but we, no. you know, if no, she brought out cocaine, she they brushed told it us. away. Yeah. It was like, I mean, that's the thing. She brings out cocaine. And then four scenes later, we see her just uh, uh, disheveled and in the, and in, and in the, the closet or, or attic or whatever of her. And th- th- none of that was in the, okay, it's fine. I'm sorry. All right, hold on. Wait, I just want I because it is all bad. I just want to just just for people to understand how this movie went. Like, first of all, so all of that stuff in the like, and they that's the most the most time, and it's not that much time. And and we already pointed out like how there's so many questions about this relationship, and yet the beginning of the movie where they're kind of doing that stuff with the relationship is the most time it feels like they spent with anything in this whole film because. Her rise to fame, first of all, when you make a musical biopic, this is the most, this is the most exciting part of a musical biopic, is watching a person who you know is famous, who you know is going to be famous, who you know is amazing, watching that person get from like, nobody knows who I am to everybody knows who I am. That jump is like the part of the, it's like, you know, when you see, and this is the other thing, like Bohemian Rhapsody, for all its flaws, did this well. You know what I mean? Like Rocket Man obviously does it well. Like Walk the Line, like Ray, like these the, they're musical biopics. Like this is the part that's like so tasty, you know? Like is watching them like do their first thing and be, and in this movie, it's literally like okay, so she's singing. All of a sudden, we get a scene where this guy who we've never seen before is just like talking to Clive Davis, and he's like, "I'm telling you, she's the best," you know. She's the voice of our generation. And you're like, where, where did this guy come from? Who is he? Why did we never saw? We didn't see him. How did he know about her? Now, this is the other thing. And he never came back. So then he takes her to the thing. The mom, did she know Clive Davis was coming? We don't know. Okay, do we? Right. We don't know if she, we, she doesn't know. <laughs> we don't know if she knows he's coming, but we do know that she, she sees see, him. Yeah. The way that it's played is like she sees him in the audience. She's like, oh. Oh, my voice, uh, you know, you got to sing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, which is, it's so confusing because, by the way, the scenes that we have before this is her mom being super hard on her. And she says, I just want to sing. But we don't, even in that scene, we don't really get a sense that it's like, does she want to, does she just want to sing or does she want to be a famous musician? Like, also her mom, like, does her mom feel like, you know, well, wait, what, what, and what movie did we watch? Oh, I guess it was a. It wasn't a real beauty. Was I that? Kept thinking yeah. about yeah. beauty. And it was based this on this, but it was based on this. It was based on Whitney. Yeah, it was based on Whitney. Yeah, it was based okay. on Whitney. 
like, you know, but based on, you know. And Beauty had a lot of flaws, too. obviously we talked about them, but like Beauty at least had that, had that storyline done well, which is mom was a singer, but clearly didn't get to where she wants to be and is trying to get her daughter to be where she wants to be. In this movie, no idea. No idea if that's true or not. And fine, I get it. The estate is involved, so you can't say anything bad about the mom, you know. But, like, we have no, like, there's a weird scene where, like, their parents are fighting and she and Whitney's really upset by it in this way that feels strange because she's a teenager. Like, I, I get, like, I guess, like, it is upsetting to a teenager, but she feels, like, a little too old to be, like, the the amount of upset like and scared that she is especially because we never see the father like hit the mother did that happen i don't know we don't know you know what i mean like the brother feel seems really chill about it and then she just smokes some weed which is i don't know if they were trying to say like that's that was her that was a gateway drug or whatever but no, like were, were because later on when she's talking to bobby she's like the drugs were there before you and i guess the drugs that we I guess the drugs that were before Bobby was weed, right? I mean, right? It has to be that, according no, to this no, movie. Before, no, but before, before Bobby, <laughs> yeah, you would movie. see her. No, so this, no, so that's the thing. Did there we see her do drugs before? So, so there's a couple. Well, we saw her get the pen. We saw her get yes. the pen. So you see her with that pen throughout Which, the whole thing, and she opens that it, and I'm like, Bobby. It does. It does. You see, it does. Okay. It does. That was a couple can times. I, Go ahead. Yeah. Can I just say that this pen thing? So for people who haven't seen this movie, and I don't, I don't advocate that you do. So, you know, I, <laughs> I don't advocate. they have, she goes and get, and like, and apparently this was true. And this happened uh, like a couple of times, I guess she's getting autographs. There's a person there who's like, can I get your autograph? He's a weird, creepy guy. And you're like, why is the camera focusing on this guy so much? It doesn't make any sense. And then she like takes his pen and then you're like, is that guy, I was like, is there a scene where she's some stalker tries to kill her. I was literally like, what's, what is this scene about? Then that scene ends. We never see that guy again until the end of the movie when we then see him again. And when you see him again, you're like, the same guy. And then she keeps the pen and it's like, oh my God, there are drugs in that pen. And they reveal that there are drugs in that pen. Why they set that up as a reveal makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's actually insane for them to do. <laughs> yep. And the thing is, they do it so early. Like the part Bray is talking about so is early. early in the film. So you see And her, you're so confused. You're like, what is this? And it's not, it doesn't her, feel like it pays off. No, because you know. Because <laughs> you know. The thing is, and what's so crazy is like... Timeline-wise, though, that definitely predates Bobby. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's 100%. The first they, one? Okay. Yes. Okay. James, they show... It's like three. No, it is. It's like three. It times. happens a couple other times. Okay, yes, they I only show it a it, couple though. times. And the thing about it is, the old you always see her like open it, but like you never see like you always would see her at a desk or something and she's opening it. And I'm like, yo, bruh, if you gonna do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? Bohemian Rhapsody literally was like, nah, we ain't touching on this. You will see him look at somebody, but they didn't show him in a club. And even I think they did I'm, at one point. I'm pretty sure this is true. They did not show her do drugs until. Bobby was in her life. They didn't show her do them. And when they show her do it, it's so random. It like comes out of nowhere. And you're like, what? Wait, oh, oh, so now this is where the crack cocaine comes in? Like, she, what? When did that happen? When was the point how long where I said this? out loud, like, is she doing drugs right now? But there was no, <laughs> nothing had And she's just to doing them. And then, and then, and then the next scene doesn't, we don't deal with her doing them until many scenes later and then they have the drug montage but then it's like 
by then you're just like, what's go? It, you're doing a movie. You should slowly introduce the drugs and we should start to see them have an effect on her life. We don't do that at all. We don't do that with any, anything in this movie. And when that, ha- and yeah, for sorry. that, because of that is why it has that feeling of <laughs> like that you're, anyone who was around then experiencing it the same way it would happen if it was on TV or I guess she's doing drugs. Like literally like, <laughs> like <laughs> that was what it would feel. That's what it felt like in real time. That's what it felt like watching this two hour movie. And I don't, I don't get it. But what y'all just said, which is hilarious to me, is like Bray goes, yeah, man, the only time we saw her do drugs is when she was with Bobby. But at the end of the movie, she goes, and James, you said it earlier, the drugs came before you. Well, I wish you'd tell the press. And I'm like, why the fuck did we watch her do drugs? Well, technically, we saw her take out drugs. Only time we saw her do it was with Bobby. To almost say like, oh, man, Bobby Bobby turned it up a notch because they're doing drugs. And I'm pretty sure... When she did it, it was it was like right after they had a fight, right? Or like yes. before they had a fight, so, like so, when she came home and he wasn't there. Yes. So you always see her. So get the it pin. what? Yeah. But. So it was like they they literally did they they this is what they did in the movie. They literally said, "Oh no no no, we're not saying it was Bobby. We're not saying Bobby was the reason she was doing drugs because other people have said she was doing it before Bobby. So we're we'll put that line in the movie and also." You know, the common was of Bobby. conception was it was because of Bobby. So the only time we'll show her do drugs is because of Bobby. <laughs> like, it was like, it, what? what? Yeah. And because they do it that way, it doesn't make any, it's so confusing. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, sorry, we skipped that because I just wanted to say really quickly about the, like her being famous. We see her do this performance you know, with Clive D- Davis there. Oh, the late night show, the late night show one. And then, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm just saying in the, when the one she's in the, singing in the, the bed of her mom, yeah. oh, like, oh, in the movie, right, right, right. and he's like, and he literally is like, yep, like, she's great. And then there's like a funny bit about like, when you say something's okay, like, it, you get a free sandwich. When I say it, it's like a multi-million dollar deal or whatever. And then the next scene is she's signing a contract. And then the next scene after that, she's like doing a, a song. And I'm just like, we don't see the impact. We don't see her. I think they maybe do a scene where like her song is on the radio, but like even that feels so soulless. It's so yeah, because it's quick. There's no yeah. joy in it. It's yeah, because it's also it's after a like montage of her singing a bunch of different songs or trying a bunch of different things, and then we don't feel like it's not like we return to her regular life after having signed something, you know, or seeing her really interacting with with the people in her day-to-day, it's like she's she's just in it and then hears her song on the radio. And it's and so so it has the this experience of like, well, of course your song's on the radio. I mean, that's what all that work was for. You know, it it like feels like it doesn't feel like a moment. No, not at all. Cause she are also she also signed the thing with the Clive Davis. It was like, and that, that's the other thing with to me. I was like, was it really that easy? Like he just saw her sing once and then she got signed to this deal. I mean, or you could have been like, because they tried to touch on the fact that she kind of was a legacy kid. And I'm like, okay, if you're a legacy kid, maybe that's one thing. Yeah, we never touch on that. Then we see like him taking a bunch of shit and she's like, yeah, I don't I don't write music. I just sing it. Like, all right, cool. And you see him sitting there with her doing song by song. And I'm like, he never had a difficulty with her until the drugs when she was like 40? Like it was no, and even that like wasn't, and even that wasn't a difficulty. It was like she she showed up, you know, 
she shows up like late one night, uh, potentially strung out, you know, and just wanting to sing a song. And we see him looking at her kind of like, oh, I'm nervous about this. And then the next time we see them together, he's like, it's time for you to go to rehab. But it's not like... But also that scene too that you're talking about, James, they do wind up picking a hit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's like, they so it didn't affect her at all? At they all. Pick, <laughs> they pick a hit every time. She is an artist that goes through no, like, we do not see when, like, the style of music changes and she has to figure it out. We don't see, yeah, like James said, honestly, not even bitwise, we don't see what happens when, like, Mariah shows up. You know what I mean? Like, we don't see anything. Right. Because they were just like, because it, because... First of all, she's famous, and I feel like we were robbed of the joy of her becoming famous. Like, we don't, we don't really, we don't feel it, you know? Like, I guess they do the scenes, but it's so bland, we don't feel it. And then, now she's famous, and so they're like, well, a big thing in Whitney Houston's career were, like, people saying that she wasn't black enough. So we'll just have this interviewer say that, that exact thing. You're not black enough. And then she has this interview where she's like, talks back to the dude, and then the other's like, oh, was I too harsh? And she's like, no. And then it's over. And they never talk about that again. We never see any effect, like how that was affecting her life. Like it literally is like one interview where it happens and she says this thing and it's over. And it's like, but it wasn't. Like that's not, did this really, if it didn't affect her life, don't put it in the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, so so what I was going to say is I actually think that there's one, there's at least one more moment of it and it's when they're at the award ceremony and they boo and they boo and they boo her you know for being for being an oreo or whatever whatever they say i don't think they say oreo but whatever it is that they say they about call her. her oreo after that or something we never hear anyone they do say call, it. okay okay so there's that and then somebody that's says the, but, that but, they said it, yeah yes and so that's the that's the same night though that she sees bobby brown and is super into bobby brown and i i'm telling you that i feel like the movie is trying to say that that feeling of like not being black enough made her run to Bobby Brown and start living this this life, you know, of drugs and being ratchet and blah, 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 and whatever, because y'all said she wasn't black enough. And now she and it feels like the movie wants that to be what happened. Like, like it, that's what it feels like the thing. message they're trying if, to do. If you want to try to say that and actually say it and do it. Yeah, but say it and do it. Say it with your chest. But also, I I hate that as an idea too. Because because who because who knows? But still, I, but still, it's something. It's something. Yeah. To prove. <laughs> it is something to say. This is why she went through what she went through is because no one accepted her. Like, and I've heard those stories. It's like white people didn't accept you, or maybe too many white people accepted you. Like that shit happens right now. Like in entertainment, we got like I feel like we have friends who are working and who are becoming famous. But I'd be truthfully honest, like. I know black people who do not like them, but white people fucking love them. And I'm like, that is a thing. Lizzo talks about the fact that like white people support her, but then like black people be, not all, but like black men and people come at her all the time, talk about her weight, this and that. I'm like, that is a struggle. If that's her struggle, show it. This movie felt scared. It felt like scared. It felt like by the numbers. It felt like, and the thing is, I, I feel bad that, we're dissing this movie because I'm okay dissing the writing by this white dude, but it sucks because I do think some of this is to the director and that sucks because she's a black woman and I'm like, we got to support. But it just feels like 
all around, it was a failure. Except for the costumes, costumes are fire. And to be fair to her, she 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 joined the director who is the director for this movie joined literally right when production started. You know what I mean? Like the 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 change announcement was in September of 2021. The latest productions started was beginning of October 2021. So she had virtually no prep. All the prep that was done was done by somebody else who left probably because they were like we can't do the movie like this. Like, this isn't right. And they were like, well, we we got the life rights and, like, the estate. I don't know how any of that works and whatever, but, like, I I just... It's, it's such a shame because then what you have is a completely soulless movie that doesn't even feel as grand as... Bohem- at least, I, there was a grandness to Bohemian Rhapsody that this movie just didn't have at all. But, but- at all. Oh. But Bray, even thinking about Bohemian Rhapsody, right? The director of Bohemian Rhapsody, this exact same thing happened, but even worse. So like during Bohemian Rhapsody, the director got fired while filming it. The guy who was doing Rocket Man came in in the middle of the film and then basically made the movie, even though he didn't get any credit for it, which sucks. But he went through the same process. So for me, it's so hard because, yes, I get that you came in last minute. But, but yo, man, it's just, it's just so bad all around and i'm just like by the way also some of the worst editing i've ever seen in my life the editing great all around all around and it sucks i feel so bad man i feel bad for people i feel bad i feel bad like i love Charlize. Charlize is dope i think she did like the damn thing with the costumes i feel bad that this movie didn't hit especially coming after like judas and the black messiah i feel bad for this director I feel bad for this British black woman who got to play Whitney Houston. I feel bad for fans of Whitney Houston. Like, the the thing is, this movie came out and it was like, honestly, like no real buzz. You know what I mean? At least like with Till, for instance, like no one's excited to watch Till. No one's like, no one's like, oh, you got to see this movie. But people are like, this goddamn actress bust her ass and killed it. You got to watch it for that. This movie, I I feel like... I felt so, I do feel so bad for this actress because I can't imagine how much work she did on this. Movie. Yeah. I, it just feels like she was, she did so much work and her so much Her physicality, her physicality. There are times where she would just like walk uh, across the, the, the shot or the screen or whatever and it would be like, that is Whitney Houston. Like I'm literally looking at, she like embodied her on a level that was like, I think truly remarkable and and it's a, it's just a shame and, that it's and getting in this no movie. help from the script, you know, <laughs> yeah. just nothing, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I that's so like, oh, goodness. And you're right. And look, I do. I feel like what's his name? Look like I was like, oh, he kind of looks like Bobby Brown, like uh, like Ashton. Like I was like, I can see it, especially in that first scene of the like him on stage doing the new the new edition stuff. It was like, oh, yeah, this is. Yeah. But like <laughs> their meeting is. I just can't imagine that this was, this is how they met, but like, or at least how they connected, but like their connections, it's literally like this in the movie. She sees him perform at the Soul Train Awards. She's like, "Mm, who's that? He's sitting in front of her, miraculously. And she goes, how old are you? And he's like, old enough. And she's like, ha ha ha, old enough. (laughs) And then, and then the awards, yeah, I'm like, "How how old is she at this point? 
I we have no context of any anything of what the time is. By the way, you just you have to know you have to really know Whitney's life to understand what year it was. Like every now and then they were like every now and then they were like it's 1998, and you're like oh okay, you know I'm like what what was it the scene before? What year was it the scene before? I don't know because you only do this at random parts of the movie, and I don't know when what is when when where is happening anyway. Because there's a scene where like there's a scene where literally the dad is like. Uh, you have to date men. You have to date men, you know, for your image. And then the next scene is her like is singing a song with <laughs> with Jermaine Jackson. We literally all we see is all we see is we see that scene. The next scene is her in the studio with Jermaine Jackson. A person like I think Clive Davis or somebody going like, "Ooh, they have chemistry." And then the next scene is her at home with Robin, and she's like. You had sex with your mate, Jackson? And I was like, what? <laughs> That's not a movie. You can't do that. You can't, you can't go from them singing in a studio, somebody making a comment about their chemistry. We don't see their chemistry. They're just singing a song together. And then the next scene is the, is the fight about her cheating on this. And it was like, were you cheating, by the way? Are you in a relationship? We don't know. Are they still in one now? I don't know. She when she brings and then also the dad is like when she says like, you know, I'm not going to date men. I'm not going to do that. Well, that tells me all you need to know. And it seems like her dad has a lot of control over her life. But then she does still wind up being the creative director. So I was like, well, then when did that happen? I was like, the, the scene you showed showed that the dad was not on board, but then she winds up still being there. Yeah. Yeah. What was this? And what, what was the de- and also did the re- romantic relationship stop? And if so, when was it? After the cheating scene? Like I don't know because there's no conclusion to I anything. I need to see the deleted scenes. There's got to be some deleted scenes to this movie. I gotta see them. There got to be a couple pieces that make some of this stuff. There's make no sense. conclusion to any of it, and it doesn't. And a look, and I, I look. I'm not advocating for this movie to be longer, but my goodness, like, just take some. Like, you have to t- wholesale take other stuff out if you're gonna do this, like, because it, yeah, it did feel long, and also none of it made sense, and it was flying through her life, and and we didn't. No, it didn't feel like it. Never felt like one scene was setting up the next scene. Like nothing ever felt paid off. The Bobby Brown, she meets him. The next scene, they're on the red carpet together. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, so they're dating now. Okay, how did, like, what? So how is their date? Like, do they have, how is this relationship in the beginning? Like, is it hot and sexy? Like, whatever, like, we don't really, it's like we see that scene. And then the next scene, he's proposing to her and also telling her that he cheated on her. And what was also so frustrating to me I mean, I, you know, of of course he's proposing to her after we get a scene from her saying, it's not like I'm going to marry him. So it's like we at least get that, like that she doesn't think that she's going to marry him, you know. And and then perhaps the movie why wants not? us to think that she's only... Exactly, why not? So so perhaps the movie's making us think that she's only saying yes because she thinks she has to or whatever. But then the thing that infuriated me about Bobby Brown is when they have that big fight and maybe break up, then we don't see Bobby Brown for three or four scenes. And then the next thing we know, they're like, she's still with Bobby Brown. It's like, what do you, what? <laughs> Yo, this movie, I, I, I just had a hard time because we go through her life and she looks the exact same. So they didn't even think to age her at that's, anything. That's true. Like at no point. And, 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 it, and it made it confusing because you're like, I don't know what time. 
There was a scene where Clive Davis goes, you haven't made, like, literally the scene starts with him saying the sentence, Whitney, you haven't made an album in eight years. And I, w- I laughed out loud when he said that because I was like, Are, is this the movie telling me that eight years has passed? Because I don't, I actually have no clue. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, and then like they'll randomly just be like, she's like, well, I want a song with like some bite to it. And then it's like, how about this song? It's not right, but it's okay. And she's like, yeah, I can sing this song. And then it's like them, her doing the music video. And I was watching going like, damn, I got to rewatch this music video because this song is fire. But how much better would it have been if they saw, if you saw the fight with her and Bobby Brown to yeah. her singing that song? I kept thinking about, there's that part in Ray when Regina King pushes him and he's like, oh shit, and he just starts playing Hit the Road Jack. Like, like, <laughs> that's the best part of that movie. It's my favorite part of that movie. And there are, there are moments in this where they suggest a fight and then a song happens or suggest a, they suggest a change in her life and then a song happens. But, but to your point, Bray, it's never active in that way. And it never, it, so it never really packs that same punch. But like even, what's the one? Uh, yeah, it's not right, but it's okay. It's, imp- it's implying that she's talking about the, the scene we saw with Bobby Brown a couple scenes ago when he was like out and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but, that was also a, there was a scene between these two. Like we don't, we're not feeling this in the same way. Listen, man, the movie's bad. Like I don't, we, this movie's bad. Like, it, like this, this, this. It's funny. Cause it's like, I, I, this is a, this is a movie. The level of bad that this movie is makes me go back and look at other movies where I've said it was bad and go like, I was being too harsh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. I was like, I'm like, like sometimes I like, honestly, like a movie like Beauty, I'm like, at least that movie was, God, at least that movie is trying. Like that movie. (laughs) I mean, that movie is bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but But I was like, at least they like, at least they were trying to do something. Like, I I at least feel like I know what's going on with Beauty. A little bit more True. than I know what's going yeah, on with Whitney Houston. Like, True. Yeah, this I mean, this one I was this like, this is, is bad. some nonsense. I ain't never, man. I don't know what to say about this, man. Also, like, there's like a fight between her, between Bobby Brown and Robin at one point, but then that's not the end fight. Like, and then we get another fight with them, and it's like none of it makes feels like it makes any like that last fight with them. She's like, Bobby, make sure nobody comes in. And then Robin comes in and is like, hey, like, you got another tour, whatever it is. Like, she's delivering business news. And Bobby's like, she doesn't want to see anybody right now. And then she's like, I want, she can, she always, yeah, but I'm not anybody, you know. And then whatever, we get this scene and it's supposed to be, I guess, the scene in which Whitney's like, I'm with Bobby, you know. And Robin's like, I can't, I can't do this any, anymore. But like. It's I don't know. I, I I can't even explain how they say all the things that are supposed to happen, but like you don't feel it in the slightest. Cause it's a bad movie. This movie is just bad. Like I What am I supposed to say about this badass movie? When they don't ended, even do the show. We don't even get to see the show. They do they do a whole reality <laughs> series. That was a that was a crazy time. Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown had a reality series. They did, and the and the world lost their yes. They were on. <laughs> they were they had some show, and and it was like the the feeling about it was 
what is going on with Whitney Houston? Like, like the, the the thought to people watching was like, oh shit, that's that was the that was the real like that was the point when everybody was like, oh Whitney has some bite to her in a way that like before then everybody was like, isn't she the angel? The blah 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 blah. blah. You know, they didn't do any of of this. Whitney, but oh, being but, Bobby Brown, what the yes. hell is this? <laughs> yes, you don't remember that? No, <laughs> it was crazy. It was a it was crazy. It was it was such a what wild time, and I, I couldn't wait for this movie to get to that point. Well, wait, and, James, and it James, never happened. That first episode of of uh, Being Bobby Brown. This is the log line. I've never seen the show. Is the first sentence after being released from prison in Boston, Bobby is joined by his wife, famous artist Whitney Houston, for a family vacation in the Bahamas. Yo, hear me out, bro. If you would have showed me a clip. Uh, this nigga Bobby Brown getting out of jail. And Whitney Houston rolling up being like, baby, we going to the Bahamas? This movie would have been turned up 10,000%, bro. 10,000%. Well, I want you to watch just, I want you to watch seven minutes of being Bobby Brown. James, I'm watching all <laughs> okay. of it. Fuck this. I'm watching the whole what? thing. What network was <laughs> no, this on? No, you won't be able to stop after seven minutes. What network was this? <laughs> 10 episodes? Bravo, right? Bravo? Yep, Bravo. Yeah. I'm going to find this. What? He got Whitney Houston on a reality show. Yeah. I, I can't believe they didn't go into any of that stuff. I can't believe it. They look insane. Stuff with the dad was, in, was so confusing. I could not understand. He took her money and then what? What was happening? And then was like, I know you're hiding my money. Which was... And like, also oof. like, there was the scene where she told her dad, like, I'm the boss. Like, I'm the boss. You work for me. And he's like, oh, really? And she's like, yes. And you're like, oh, okay. And then that scene ends. And then we get a bunch of other scenes. And then there's another scene where it's like, your dad's like, look, 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 at, the, look at all these documents. Look at all the money your dad's spending. And you're just like, so when you told him you were the boss, like, what happened after that? And then also, wait, also, by the way, you would think that when she finds out this stuff with her dad, she would immediately go to him. But she doesn't. A few scenes happen in between that. But then when she goes to her dad, she's rushing in the hotel being like, I got to talk to you right now, as if she just learned this information. But she hasn't just learned it because there were other scenes in between. And that's probably an editing thing, by the way, which is another reason why this movie is so bad. But it's like, it makes no sense. The urgency in her in that scene to like, have this fight in the middle of a hotel makes no sense. And then he tells her to shut up and then she does. And I'm like, you gotta show, we've never established in this movie why her dad has so much power over her. They don't even try to suggest it outside of just like it happens sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does. And we don't understand a rhyme or reason for why except for the fact that he's like, I'm like, Whitney is daddy's girl and she will always be daddy's girl. Guys, guys, guys. You ever watch something and think to yourself, how did my life get to this point? You know what I mean? You're like, what I do? What I actually have I had do that experience. <laughs> to be in this experience right now. And then you're watching it and you're like, Man, how long would this terrible experience go on? And you pause the remote and realize, oh, there's an hour and 10 minutes still left of this movie. And I've learned nothing for the hour I've been watching this movie. 
Guys, it took me two days to watch this movie, yo. <laughs> <laughs> two days. James, when you text about getting the screen, I was asleep. <laughs> With the movie, I was watching this movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a nap. And I was asleep all night. Okay? Woke up the next day like, fuck, I do not want to watch the rest of this movie because it's an hour and 10 minutes left. And you know what, James? It was just as sad as the first hour I watched. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to finish that hour and 10 minutes? Though? Oh, this is my thing. I was writing. I was right. I forgot. Hey, I'm going to show y'all. No one else can see it. I realized I left some of my Christmas cards or my holiday cards. So I started writing my holiday cards to people while watching the movie. And I would look up when something exciting would happen. So that means I never looked up. I got all my cards done. <laughs> all my cards are done right now. So no disrespect to the people who made this movie. The black ones. No disrespect I to the black ones. I don't know if I can actually say that. And this isn't a diss on the act acting. But I don't know if there is one scene in this movie where I was like, man, that was a good scene. Like, was there one scene? I'm I'm actually like I'm being legit. Like it was there one scene where it was like I I liked I the scene. Just the the singing. The oh, okay. scene, I liked the ending. The the last the the, like if, the those yeah. last like two no, even though even those last two, like the scene at the bar and her and then her trying to sing home like at, into the I liked that. I actually liked that moment. I don't like how we got there, but I but I did actually actually enjoy watching that part. Wouldn't shouldn't we have seen the scene where she's in Sweden and she's singing so bad that people are asking for their money back? Well, Bray, we don't saw, you think that's a scene we should see? We saw a clip, and then it's, she sounded fine to me. So I don't know what made the, it bad. They also didn't do that awards. There was some awards show that she did during her like. I'm back phase where it was like, I, re I remember her coming out and it was like, she's like clearly drunk or like clearly like on something right now to the, to the viewer. It felt, it, this is what it felt like watching it. And like, and I remember afterwards, everyone being like, Oof, oh, oh, this X, Y, and Z is wrong with, with Whitney. I like remember that moment <laughs> and I just thought we were gonna see, there were a couple times where she was almost wearing a similar outfit and I was like oh maybe we're gonna see this see this happen you know and and I can't believe they like like this here okay they showed this made me mad they showed everyone around the world hooting and hollering as she sang the national anthem and I I laughed at that because it was like they think they think that this is what we want to watch. <laughs> like, they think we want to watch. And they, they dedicated time to people everywhere enjoying the national anthem. And it was like, yes, of course. What? It's like, yes, she's singing one of the most popular national national anthems of all time. But also, like, like, why did you need to have, like, CG? Why did you need to show the CGI jets, like, doing the colors in the sky? Like, did they think that looked epic? Like, I was like... I, it, it, it's the idea that this was the... Think, think about Bohemian. Bohemian had one big... That scene at the end is all CGI. They spent all the money. They're like, we got to have one. My only thing about... Matter of fact, the trailer for this is just that. There's no uh, there's no scenes from the movie except but for like, her they doing at least, that. They, 
at least in that scene, one that's the end, that's like pretty much the end of the movie. And they also at least set up the fact that it was like, like, because at that point, like, felt like the band was like almost breaking up or whatever. And then they were like, this is like, is it wasn't wasn't it like the biggest concert of all time? They're, yeah. At that time, it was. It was like they were performing at yeah. some. Yeah. And my thing is, they could have hyped her yeah, up. Like it was like a feed the world type of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they could have hyped her up and been like, yo, this is the first, you know, one of the first black women to perform at a Super Bowl. It changed how they it literally changed how people. I mean, they could have, right? But, you know, something. she was the one they, who was you, like, "You're absolutely right." Slow it they down, didn't, you know, they didn't set it up. They didn't set they outside of the fact they were like the Super Bowl, and it's like, okay, yes, like we all know that the Super Bowl is a big deal, but like also, we're living in a time where it's like, look, it's a it's a big deal for an artist to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, but it's not even close to being a highlight of their career. You know, a highlight would be them performing at the Super Bowl, you know, being the halftime show. So it's like they it's like if they're if this if this was a huge such a huge moment in in, you know, Whitney Houston's life, like you have to explain at least set up why it was that. Why was it such a big deal outside of just like like, of course, like, you know, Super Bowl is a big event, you know, and we know in the context of history that like it's one of the most famous renditions of of the national anthem but like i don't know it was just like it was weird because that felt like the biggest outside of the end it was like one of the biggest performances that she did in the movie it was the only performance where we really saw the crowd out again except for the very end but like it was the only performance where we saw the crowd like get super hyped and everybody be like oh my god you know we also see that like Bobby is watching it from home, which I think was supposed to hit in, in a certain way. Like he he's not there. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they were trying to communicate that. Oh, to some degree. See, oh maybe I because he was at the last performance sitting in the crowd with the baby. Yeah. Like on the baby. Yeah. Was on but lap. Robin, but, but Robin's there, in the wings. But, but yeah, but, but Bobby's not. And I think that that was something that was, we were supposed to get out of that. And is, is her mom still alive? Cause it's something so interesting because growing up, it's, it's interesting this movie painted the dad in such a bad light because growing up, I always thought it was the mom who was doing the most. And I wonder if it's like, because her mom isn't painted bad at all. That Oprah performance, like the mentioning of all of those names at the end of that per- performance on Oprah, I think, you know, they were sort of using that also as like, a, like these, are the, these are the people in her corner. Damn, man, she was so young. Looking at those highlights at the end, like just, uh, what is it called? When he's just writing at the end of the movie? Oh, like, and this is what she went on yeah, to and do. Yeah, this is what like happened. The- those accolades are so insane. And I felt like the movie did not do any of that justice. It's like... Yeah, and we we don't... She's not a character in this movie pretty much at all, even though she is in it. We don't really see Whitney... We don't really see Whitney Houston, the mother, at pretty much at all in this film. Like, we see her, like, Maybe like there's like one scene when she's like a little bit older and she like says that thing, but it's like I don't know, man. It, this movie, I I I felt nothing for Whitney Houston, the character in this film. And yeah, so they don't show the actual death; they just have the scene at the end. There's like a, there's like a couple of images before this of her in the bathtub. And then we see her like take the drugs out and she's singing and then it just and then it goes to the this performance that happened a few years. And again, I'll just say I did really like this. Like I liked I liked the conversation that she was having with the guy at the bar. 
I like that it came sort of after we we get a conversation with her. I, I don't know what that guy's role is, but the guy who's like, you know, sing this song and like you do this live versus not doing it, doing it live. And so then the context of like him, the guy at the bar celebrating that performance that she did and having been there and saw it. And then and her thinking like, I'm going to say I am going to sing, you know, live. I'm going to sing live tonight. I, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to singing the song live. And then we just get her, you know, kind of marking through it softly, you know, choosing to maybe leave the drugs or not at the, you know, like all of that stuff. I thought that was really moving. And it was, just, you know, like really moving ingredients to, to something. And like, it, it was just a real shame that it was all happening at the end of this, you know, because because it if 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 like this was the stuff that they were like trying to hit us with throughout it would have been a really impactful movie but but you know but they didn't yeah i, no I don't know what else to say i got no nose i just got i got no idea what to say you know i just you know uh, yeah i have nothing i i, I don't even want to I, I don't even want to talk about this movie anymore uh, uh. i mean i mean okay what if they would have just, instead of even having that actor sing that song, like played the perform, like, like just played the, my goodness, like that would have even, I would have maybe cried had they done that. And just from the virtue of those last few moments already being moving for me. But anyway, anyway, infuriating, infuriating. Let's vote. I got nothing. I was ready to vote when we started. Oh, but I oh I also just want to say that they probably didn't show other actors. This is a reply to something you said earlier, Gerard, but they probably didn't show a lot of those other people because you have to get like permission to use their likenesses and stuff. And so maybe they just didn't do it. You know, like Oprah, we we don't see somebody play Oprah, we just see the like her on the monitor. They did that the like, same with Kevin Costner. They like showed like the real Kevin Costner footage from the bodyguard, like through the monitor. It was weird. That was weird. Yeah. It was almost like, why even do, why Dude. even be on the set of the bodyguard? Like, why even do this? Like, we all know she was in the bodyguard. Who cares? You're not saying anything about this. Like, we don't, this isn't affecting the character in well, life. Well, no, it's because it's of the, she had the a miscarriage. Miscarriage, which I didn't right. know happened at that time. But I mean, like, okay, I guess because it happened on the set, right? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's vote for this thing. Yeah. Let's vote for it. So we rate uh, films not based on how much we liked it. It's actually the cause of we 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 based it on, based on the cause and the cause is helping more leading. Oh, sorry, I'm this this whole film is messing me up. <laughs> let me let me do this again. It's time for the cause. Take your time, brother. Take your time. It's time Ooh. for the cause. Mm-hmm. Say that. We rate mm-hmm. films not based on how much we liked it, but whether or not it helped the cause of leading black actors in yes! Hollywood. In Hollywood. <laughs> and Woo! if it fully fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it didn't really help the cause at all, <laughs> yes, we can't give it anything. Uh, Let's go. So, if we'll now raise up our ratings for "I Want to Dance with Somebody," more leading not, black actors in Hollywood. Yep, bless, bless you. you. Whether or not help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. More leading go. black actors in Hollywood. Yeah. All right. Oh no. Count of three. Three. <laughs> oh, two. <God. laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Two black fists <laughs> and a palm. And, and well, Bray was kind of doing like a. <laughs> Listen, I almost Bray gave had it an nothing. amorphous. <laughs> I almost gave it nothing. I'll tell you why I gave it a palm. Because I'm happy it hired this wonderful. Like Ashton, I think, is wonderful in almost everything. Maybe not this movie. I think he might have been miscast, but I usually love him. And the lead actress, what is her name? Uh, Naomi, I'm like, good for her. You know? No shade, not a British person playing an icon. Got it. This is what we do now. Yeah, I mean, she got a part. Nafisa got a part. I, I cannot remember what we gave Harriet, but in terms of, like, reception and general vibe of the representation of Black people in the in the, the movie, it feels like there's a lot of crossover here. But I gave... but. But regardless of what I gave Harriet, I gave this a fist because of, yeah, like all of the black actors in the center of the movie, the black director, you know, and like, and I had I given, and since we don't know what the money is going to be, you know, I feel like I would have been giving it a palm, which I almost gave it, but I feel like I would have been giving it based on like the fact that I didn't like it. (laughs) But, you know, so, so that's why I'm giving it a fist right now. Did John know there's a Whitney Houston movie directed by Angela Bassett? Is that is that the Lifetime movie? Oh, it's a TV movie. Did oh. this same thing happen? Like what happened with the same thing that happened with the Aaliyah movie? No, uh, what's her name? Aretha Franklin. There was like a a TV movie. Oh no, no wait. Yeah, TV movie made at the same time as like the movie that was coming out in theaters. When was the when's the Angela Bassett movie? This this was made in 2015. Okay, a while ago. Okay. I don't remember that trailer. I didn't notice that at all. Yo, this trailer looks like they got the same budget. Yeah. I mean, this movie looks like a Lifetime movie, so it feels like a Lifetime movie. It actually looks pretty entertaining. I gave it a fist. I don't know. I I guess because Naomi Akers, I feel like maybe she'll do something else after this. Like, I don't know if she'll get blamed for this. They cannot put it on her. (laughs) It It seems like most reviews praise her you know, while saying, like, the script is bad. A few people liked it. Maybe you're one of them, listener, and we're sorry. You probably didn't listen to this whole podcast. I don't blame you. I don't know. They're doing cocaine in this trailer. They they in it. <laughs> the trailer they doing cocaine. Lord yeah, and mercy. I bet they go into the Bravo show. You can't have a Lifetime original movie about about Whitney Houston and not spend a shit ton of time on that Bravo. I can't believe... She was just being stores, yelling at people, and saying that, you, <laughs> that was. Bro, this movie I didn't do anything. I can't oh, wait to watch track it. it is anyway. I All can't right. wait to watch uh, this. We're 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 finished. Thank you so much for listening. Wow, what a sad season of uh, I have filmed. Twenty twenty two was. Jk, you don't know what our year review is going to be. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. You can rate and review us. On iTunes, if you give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air. Follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise there, like uh, t-shirts and stuff via TeePublic. We also have a defunct Patreon. There's a year's worth of episodes on there. So if you subscribe, $5 a month, you can listen to all those episodes and unsubscribe whenever you like because there will not be new episodes. Also, we do a live show at the UCB Theater in LA every month. There's not one in the month of January, but there is one in the month of February. I forgot what day it is. Is it the fifth? Sunday, February. February fifth, which is my sister's birthday. 
Shout it's out. It's my mom's birthday. Shout out. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So February 5th. She might come also. I don't know if ticket links are up, but if they will, they'll be on our website. Ticket link will be on our website. That's it for me. Follow me at John Burlock. Okay. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. A third is three RD. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I do still have an amp radio show. I have just a handful of episodes left. It's once a week. It's going to be at a new time, and I don't know what it is right now, but follow me on amp, James Third Comedy. It's an app. And you can donate. There are four weeks left to donate to my Kickstarter for my new comic. It's called Junior. It is got was fully funded in two weeks, which is exciting. So we're now in stretch goal territory. Please donate. Please donate to get your copy. I know. I was like, God damn. Well, shit. Shit. Full you about to get baby. Up, you about to get copy too. <laughs> but please donate. Get episode so, two. <laughs> please donate so you can get a copy. Oh, man. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, man, that's all I got, shit. And this review is by West Coast Spidey. He says, been listening and learning for years. Wish this podcast didn't have to exist, but I'm glad it does. Gerard, James, and Jonathan have a lot of knowledge to share, and I've learned a lot from these guys. I look at movies differently, both in terms of race and diversity, but also the writing in general. Been listening since 2018, and I can't watch movies the same anymore. I've learned things I can't unsee, but it's all in the name of the cause. Outside the podcast, it's been cool to see them grow in their professional and personal lives as well. And I hope nothing but more good things are to come. Three Black Fists. That's so nice. Thank you so much yeah, for that. Thank review. you. What a pot. What a great review to start off the new year. Yeah, I love thank that. Thank you for that. Come on, baby. 2023. Here we go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ow! <coughs> Ow!